Live on CBC, Hockey Night in Canada. Greg is taken out of the play by Carlisle. The puck loose in the corner. Carlisle loses it. Kretzky scores as he took the puck and walked out from behind the net. Ron Wilson tried to slide it out to Lundholm. It was picked off and Gretzky breaks in. Working against Ellis. Gretzky scores! He rises to the occasion, doesn't he? Number 99. Now Gretzky goes back to the net being harassed by Carlisle. Centers it, they score. Curry deflects it. As Gretzky centered it, then Curry deflected it. A 3-1 game now. The Oilers leading the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers lead the series three games to nothing. Gretzky for Curry. Going in. Curry scores on the rebound. You know, very long mentioned about second period. Second periods have been the problem with our hockey club here in the playoffs. And it looks like nails start, starting to be put in the coffin here. I'll tell you what. 11.51 remaining in this second period. Gretzky with Anderson. Gretzky with a drive. The save. They score in the rebound. Anderson. And Gretzky has five points on the night. 14.33. The time left in the third period. Loose puck. Here's a two-on-one. Curry and Gretzky. Curry trying to slide it across. He backhands it and beats Barron as he tried to slide it across for Gretzky. It hit a leg. He got it back and on the backhand beat Barron. It comes out to Randy Carlisle. Put the hand to Gretzky and Gretzky is going to equal the Stanley Cup record. No! He gets it again. No, he scores. Wayne Gretzky with his seventh point. I prematurely said that he would get his seventh point, but he hit the post. They always he didn't said, want to make it exciting. That's all. They always said he had trouble on breakaways. something that I like is uh, I have to go for it. And I like what I see, baby. Uh, come here. I got a real board on a Friday night. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yes. <laughs> what did you think of that one? Well, you know, anybody who was a, a fan of the uh, the old Jets, the real Jets, any any kind of clips like this, it's all, it's all like having PTSD. You know, my favorite part about those clips is when Gretzky is going for that seventh point. And he misses the net, and the crowd's all gleeful. They're down. They're so excited. They're down seven to three. They're like, "Yeah, look at that!" Woo! And then he scores. Fuck you, Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is Mezzanine Sleepover, folks. What's up? What's going on? Uh, and it is episode thirty-seven. Is it? No, uh, we? Oh, yeah, it's thirty-seven. That's right. It is. You'll be listening to this uh, around the. Oh, geez, what would it be the third of April, the second of April, something like that. Uh, yeah. 4th of April. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Shut up. Um, so <laughs> I, I am, I'm one of your hosts. I am, uh, at Slip. Slip with five eyes. Slip. I, yeah, I'm at megamix.com, all one word. And, uh, once again, we have a, we have a, a repeat guest, our first repeat guest. Oh, dear. Yes. I am honored. Hello again, everyone. My name's Philip. You can find me on Twitter at Philip A. Iver. P-H-I-O-I-P-A-I-V-E-R. Always the pro. The dude who brings a little class to the sleepover every time he comes on. It'll go downhill soon, don't worry. He shows up in a tux. It, it's, it's, it starts with, like, the voice just calming to Bear Dars. Such rants. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into some stuff tonight, but, I mean, when you hear Phil on this show, you pretty much know we're talking Star Wars. Yep. Uh, I mean, they had to convince me. 
Yes, of oh. course. For for like the last six weeks when we thought about doing this, Phil nonstop Star Wars this week. So Star Wars, <laughs> uh, are you doing it now? Come on, Star <laughs> Wars. But good. so we're we're gonna get to that uh, momentarily. Star Wars Episode Three, because what a great movie! <laughs> oh, oh yes. But uh, I believe that uh, Mega Mix, you wanted to tell us a jet story. Well, no, I just had a thought. I had kind of an epiphany this week. Okay. And, um, okay, so we're, of course, recording this a week before it goes up, so, you know, um, who knows where the Jets are? Well, maybe they'll make the playoffs. <laughs> maybe. But this is kind of a little... I, I, I sat down, and I was really thinking about it, and I think that I've come to kind of a conclusion about Jets fans. Oh, yeah? I, I've decided that Jets fans are adorable. <laughs> they are adorable. And why is they that? They are the cutest things in the world, and I have some reasons why. Okay. Um... I mean, it starts from from day one, when when the when the team uh, when the team was moved and and Jets fans were all like, "Richest owners, never gonna have a problem." <laughs> and now you know it's so cute that they're like now budget team. <laughs> Five years later, you know, not like the big not like the big teams with the big owners. So that's I find that to be just precious. <laughs> Is the, 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 you know, being able to change their minds on something so fundamental that they, you know, trolled people about. Uh-huh. About how great they were going to be. Um, I think it is extremely adorable that Jets fans believe that Jets tickets are really exclusive and hard to get. Uh, one of our pals was on Facebook today uh, selling off a quarter of his season tickets for next year. Oh, yeah. I had to make a point and be like, oh, selling those tickets, not, not such a hot commodity? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you got it. You know, it's so special. Yeah. Do you remember in the first season when you and I got tickets to see Nashville in the preseason? Like yep. at the last minute, we're like, "Oh, we just got tickets." Yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So you know, it's it's nice. It's it's. I find it kind of endearing. <laughs> um, something that I've been seeing that I find to be like it's like childlike <laughs> is like. When people are like, there's some people out there, and you, you know, you can you can find it. Some Jets fans. I'm not saying all. This is we should hashtag this. Not all Jets fans. Okay. You know, you know, just just to, just to be just to be safe. Um, is the people who think that if you're like negative about the team, it affects the team on the ice. <laughs> like, you know, don't get so negative. You know, they need our, our 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 full support. That is that is adorable. Well, because in the intermissions, you know, they're all checking their Twitter accounts. Oh, yeah. They're like, what's the Make feedback? Sure. Making sure. The only reason why Pavlik's save percentage is down again is because we all thought it would happen. Yes. Well, yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, it's just what like the when fans you... say on the internet um, affects how the players play on the ice. Clearly. Well, because my... they're not, apparently they're not professionals. I've been shit on before for saying shut out. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, uh, you're an asshole. It's like, yes, my magical Twitter words have changed history. Yeah. Um, I gotta say too, I, I got a few more points because th this is all just, just, it's like a big, one big, like, you know, like those, those, um, those, like a cute, like teddy bear with big giant eyes. It's like, <laughs> they're, okay, here's the thing. Like I have a, a five-year-old and, um, and like, this is stuff from like when he was like, like just this kind of attitude is like from when he was like a little, little child. But this one, the love for the GM. Is just is is absolutely precious because it's kind of like a, you know how you love your dad so much when you're little, and he can do no wrong. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter if your dad like is is human and, and makes mistakes. It's like your dad can still beat up every other dad, even if he's like <laughs> super small and and you know, if he's like me, not tough at all. But I'm sure that to my son, I'm like super tough and awesome. But they love of all people, the fucking GM. You can't you can't get them to buy like the captain of the team was fucking by fans run out of town. That that one is, is true. That one blows my mind. That of all people in the organization, with the exception of Evander Kane, yeah. uh, you know. Well, actually, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Evander Kane was run out of town, obviously, and uh, and the, the captain. But like, of of all the people, you'd think that the GM should be the one that people kind of point their fingers at. Well, or that they'd expect you know a little more from because he's got like one job to do, <laughs> and it's really just construct a team. And again, again, I'm saying all this, and I don't care. The Jets are out, and it's done, and and they should be losing all games. But I don't even care anymore. I don't even really follow because it's pointless. But still, you know, like. It's it's a it's adorable their love for the general manager of all people. So a few more, and this is good. I like Jets fans. This is most more. It's not just Jets fans who are in this in the in the stands at the games because you see this on Twitter too. I think it's super cute that Jets fans are like still struggling to learn the rules of hockey. <laughs> it's been like five years and they still don't understand just like basics, booing the referees, going crazy on Twitter about things. It's like it's been five years, but they're all still still struggling, and it's really endearing. Well, also when it comes to uh, suspensions and non-suspensions. Oh yeah, absolutely. They just, it's 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 like childlike wonder. Like I I just don't know. I can't believe these calls. You know, and the people who think that there's conspiracies against the team by the referees. It's like, what world are you living in? But it's it's nice. It's cute. I got two more. I like. The chants and how proud they are of their little chants. It's like a kid who paints a picture that's terrible. But they just love it so much and they're so proud. And you're just like, yeah, that's great. It's adorable. The chants. And my final one. And this one is the big one. This one is what started it for me. Is that I, is that Jets fans, and this is, again, hashtag not all Jets fans. <laughs> but that these people truly believe they're the best fans in the league. And it's just, it's so nice to see the naivete still is, is alive in the in a cynical world, right? <laughs> There's people out there who are still so, so happy with themselves. Like, and you realize this was like, it was like June 1st, 2011. And people were like, we're the best fans in the league. <laughs> we're the best fans in the league. The puck hadn't fucking dropped. They hadn't drafted a guy. They didn't have a fucking name, but people were like, we're going to be the best fans. And there's no way to quantify it. No way at all. And yet it continues. We're the best fans. And it's like, you'd think like, the gall, right? But I just think it's like, oh, isn't that nice? I um, Adorable. I, I'll add one. Yes. Hashtag not all Jets fans, but yes. a good one. Is that this is, here is how a sentence goes from basically in the belief of hashtag not all Jets fans. Blah, 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 insert anything, is the best because it's with the Jets. Yep. So that draft pick was the best because it's a Jets pick. Like, that's that's the whole argument. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. only thing they have to offer. Well, the Jets picked him, so he is the best. The Jets put him on the ice, so he is the best. The Jets put him on the first line, so he's the best. The Jets have well, him in net, so he's the best. 
it's like a cute little baby when they're born. Like, they don't know that you're not, like, part of them. They don't realize that you're, like, a different person. They just think you're, like, a like their mom and dad are, like, a natural extension of their own body. <laughs> and they don't get it. They just don't understand. And that's, like, Jets fans. They just don't get that there's, like, a world outside of their bubble where there's, like, other teams with good players and, like, great players and other GMs that might be better than theirs and other fans that, you know, cheer just as hard and that things exist. It's, it's absolutely, it's just, it's, 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 they're like a little baby. <laughs> I mentioned this. We've never grown up. I mentioned this on, on all the Arctic Ice Hockey podcasts we did yesterday because I was in Buffalo. But again, I, I love how we have what I'm now calling, it's basically like an entry level NHL arena. Oh God, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, what's the absolute basics that, that we it, can get? Right it's kind of like if you, uh, let's say that there's a new suburb. That, yep. that you build and everybody's building like, you know, uh, you know, two story homes, three story homes, yep. you know, triple car garages. Yep. And then you just, there's that one house. It's kind of like the bungalow. Yeah. You kind of snuck it in. You're like, look, I'm in the neighborhood, right? <laughs> like I'm there, right? So I'm, I'm a part of it, but it's like, it clearly doesn't fit but with it's everything the, else. But it's the only one fueled by passion. <laughs> yes, well, that's, that's true. That's right. The, it's the most excellent, awesome house in the whole it, you know, it's got the people who live in it think it's like a mansion. It's but the wow, it's the best. It, yes, it doesn't matter. And that's so nice in this day and age. As I drip with sarcasm all over the place, it's amazing. <laughs> Phil, are you sad? No, to me, it's it's interesting because I I know that those folks are very real and do exist. That's never been the perspective. Like I'm an outsider. I've never lived in Winnipeg. I but came you've to been the team on Twitter. From I yes, but Twitter ends up being a bit of an echo chamber as much as it can be either way. Like you can build an echo chamber of Winnipeg is the best, or you can build an echo chamber of, well, you know what? There are other teams out there, and everyone has good prospects and bad players, and et cetera, et cetera. And, Phil just follows good people, though. He probably doesn't follow see the same kind of garbage. Well, I, I, I can't. I personally, I don't understand how folks can watch the games as they're oftentimes very proud to to announce that oh, they actually watch the games. Yes. Well, did, did you notice the other team? There were yeah. other skaters there with players, and if you were watching their feed, you might have heard about other prospects. Like, as you said, there is this whole other world out there. Yeah, well, yeah. Of- everybody has draft picks. Everybody has good players. Everybody has, you know, a coach and a GM and, and fans that cheer them on. Well, it's, it's, ex- it's except, except for yeah. the Detroit Red Wings lower bowl. Yes, well, yeah, okay. it's empty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but keep in mind too, like the, the you know, we are in in Canada, so we're obviously the smartest hockey fans out there, right? Oh God, my God, no! <laughs> but but <laughs> oh not! But the thing is, we're not smart enough to realize that there are other teams doing things like trying to win. Yeah. It again, it's it's that bubble. It's like I would tell you that a Jets fan that comes forward and says we have the best prospects probably couldn't name more than five prospects across all other teams oh, in, yeah, in the absolutely. league. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no way. And has no, no idea. And I again, it's the other thing that's funny is that, like, when I go out and I say something like, well, you know, I'd rather be one of these four or five teams than the Jets. Yeah, with their prospects. That's not saying, I'm not going out and saying the Jets are the worst, which is, mm-hmm. like... We're going to talk about dealing in absolutes with this fucking Star Wars <laughs> oh, shit coming yes. out, right? Yes, yes, yes. But it's like, uh, in, in Jets fans' minds, 
you can either be the best or the worst. Oh, <laughs> I know. There's and no middle know, ground. This, this conceit, and it goes to other Canadian hockey fans as well, the conceit spills over into the into the actual uh, management of these teams, especially Canadian teams. Jesus. Like, you know, teams that, with, with the people that are running some of these teams, it's it's a very Canadian hockey fan style way these teams have been run. You know, the, the, to think that you, you can't, you, not to not adapt and to, and to, and to employ all the rays that you could, that you could win. You got, you got all these teams in, you know, not in the playoffs. And you know, you can, it goes to Canadian media too. I saw this thing today. As, if, if you can believe it, I saw something with Steve Simmons talking about plus minus and the guy literally, legitimately believes it's like a real stat. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking Wait a me? second. Is this why plus minus was everywhere on Twitter today? Oh yeah! Oh my! I was wondering why I saw it left, right, and center. Oh god! Steve Simmons is like, "Hey, everybody, look, look, the the top three and plus minus of all time are Larry Robinson and then Bob Huerta and Wayne Gretzky." And so it just went off the rails, right? Because it was like he's trying to make a point that if you have bad plus minus, you could be a bad player. And people started refuting it all across, like just every single guy. They're like Ron Francis, a minus player for his career. You know, Pat Lafontaine, all these dudes, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, and like really good guys who are like very close to the line, <clears throat> you know, who are in like in and under like plus 30 in their career. And um, it was just one of those things where it got me thinking because it was like there's just a Canadian media member, you know, spewing the same kind of garbage and the same conceit of people like we know more. It was funny. I thought about plus minus the other day. We I played hockey um, last week on my team and I'm not good. I was a fucking plus three, <laughs> but I'm terrible. Plus minus means nothing. It means nothing. Yep. No, and it, it was interesting. I, I did catch an article on Sportsnet where you had Tori Krug of, of Boston and Nazem Kadri of Toronto both saying how so much of it is out of your hands. You know, oh, yeah. if, if you get, if you're on the ice trying to score a goal to tie things up at the end of the game, you're on the ice because your coach thinks you can actually make a difference. The other yeah. team scores an empty netter. That's a minus for you. Yeah. You get on the ice on a shift change and the other team scores. Yep. You, uh, and then they talked about like, historically it was like when Gretzky had his plus minus is crazy because they used to give a plus for every power play goal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like, you know, and then other people were making jokes. They're like, fucking Maurice Massard must've been terrible. He had, there's no information on his plus minus. He must've been terrible. I just laughed at it all because the whole thing is framed around Eric Carlson and, and why he shouldn't win the Norris, according to some of these guys. And their main thing is, well, he doesn't play the PK. It's like, well, he plays the whole rest of the fucking game. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, you got a problem with why he's not playing the PK. Talk to his coach. <laughs> you know? So it's funny. It's, it's, it, it all flows from all of that. Canadian hockey fans are, are ridiculous. American hockey fans are ridiculous in other ways. Because most of them get really upset. Because for them, like, being a fan is, like, kind of a cool thing. Whereas in Canada, it's not fucking cool to be a hockey fan. It's not, it's not different. It's not unique. And so they hate, so everybody hates everybody else and it's ridiculous. So speaking of hating, I uh-huh. think we got to move, I think we got to move on. Yeah, we do. To the main event. Okay. Cause this could, t- this could take I, a while. I just, I just need to say, Eric Carlson among all defensemen this, this year leads, leads all defensemen in average time on ice at 29 minutes a game. 29.07. He already plays. In the fucking league. He already plays almost half the game. Literally. <laughs> He's the best defenseman in the league, and he uh, should be a Hart Trophy candidate. Yeah, that's my feeling. So it's ridiculous. Steve Simmons sucks. Anyway, let's let's move on. So speaking of things that suck, <laughs> oh my a, god, 
not not to spoil the whole review, but this movie sucked. Uh, so no, yeah, wait, well, no, we're not talking about Force Awakens today. Hey, oh, come on. Whoa. So a couple of couple of well, I guess it was now a couple of months ago we decided yep. that we were going to do episode two of Star yep. Wars: uh, Attack of the Clones because we don't want to go in order. We just do things randomly here. We're eventually oh, yeah. we're eventually going to finish this trilogy, and then you're going to have to watch it out of order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk some Revenge of the Sith, which is the third movie, which some people have referred to as "quote the good one." Yeah, and I I I did too. I did too. I, I'm hopeful that that's past tense. Well, maybe we could go as far as to say, and this isn't high praise, the best one of the three. Yeah, because I don't think you can call it the good one, because I don't think there is a good one. Is this like, oh, that's... Of the trilogy. Is... We're talking trilogy, uh, prequel trilogy only. Okay. Like, is this one of those where, oh, that stool is less dark. That's supposedly better. <laughs> yes, it's a good one. It I is... guess so. Uh, so, uh, I guess I've got, you know, I've got extensive notes. Phil knows the dialogue to all these movies by heart. I don't know. What we're we're going to go through these. Uh, we're going to... Last time we did uh, episode two, we, we basically... <laughs> <laughs> Almost match the movie's running time, so I have a feeling we'll probably keep it cracking a little bit faster this this time. But you mm-hmm. never know. I got a lot of fucking notes. Okay. Um, I um, my theme is we go through this. Yeah, I'm going to point out as much as I can just all the stupid people in this movie and in this trilogy. Yep, because everybody is stupid. Like, there's no one that you really cheer for in the end. Maybe Obi Wan, but even him. Just yeah. so I'm, I, I, uh, I was like, God, there's so much stupidity here. So uh, you'll see that as my theme as we go through it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty good. A lot of stupidity. Um, mine will be mostly how it, for 2005, um, this should have been better, <laughs> just from the way it looks. Um, hmm. It's it's pretty egregious, it and is. I think it's it's some terrible storytelling. Some terrible storytelling. That's my main thing. Phil? It's, it's I, bad I have no dedicating angle. I will riff off of YouTube. Okay, so <laughs> so they do the crawl, and, and it starts in the most terrible way. War, war, <laughs> so so bad. It should have just been that word in the crawl, just the one word going <laughs> up the screen. <laughs> but um, the one the one line that that that's a little interesting. That Phil, what what was the line that you noted? Is there are heroes on both sides. <laughs> Yeah, what was that? Where? <laughs> like, who? Who's the other side? Who's the heroes? You know, the other side. Like, the general who hasn't even been introduced yet. I, I guess so. Uh, so they do this crawl, and then there's, like, this drum beat, and they kind of go down through space. And I just wrote in big caps, too many things are happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> So it's it's a decent looking space battle. Yep. This is where Star Wars uh, in the prequels is okay. Is kind of the space battles look kind of cool because you know um, they can just you know there's dudes and ships and it's not it doesn't look so egregiously bad. The CG, um, the space battles are pretty cool. Like when that camera kind of pans down and you see all the ships, it's like okay, well it's a war, so we're not we're not talking. You know, a couple little battles going on. It's it's full on full scale, though. I don't know how any war like that is sustainable for a long period of time. <laughs> the ships sitting there blasting each other over and over and over, and nobody really moving. Like the big ships, you know. Yep, and and so, without without any emotional investment in the battle itself. No, because all of a sudden it's like 
hey, it's the Clone Wars, guys. Well, yeah. And they're, it, what, coming to an end? It's the, ro- like, it's the robots fighting the Jangos. That, <laughs> that's all it yeah. is, right? Yes. So the Roger Rogers. Like, why do you care about, yeah, do you cheer for the Roger Rogers or the Jangos? <laughs> so, good. so, and, uh, so they have, um, Anakin and Obi-Wan speeding in their, in their little spaceships. Yep. Uh, and they're trying to get to the, the main ship to do, to perform a rescue. Yep. And, uh. It's nice to see the Jedi not doing a diplomatic mission. Uh, we left that, <laughs> we've left out a main cast member, R2-D2. Well, yeah, yes. he's in one of the ships, and then there's the useless one, R four, right? Yes. Who yeah. who who that lasts? Obi Wan's droid. Yeah, he lasts R4, up to right? this movie, and then he gets killed. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big kill off, right? It's, it really is. Took three movies, and now like that's supposed to be a big death, I guess. It's like oh, R four, first big casualty of this movie. Though the the Obi Wan and, and and Anakin are of course cracking wise the whole time, because that's kind of their thing, cracking wise to each other now. Well, and. Anakin, this is all cool to him, but Obi-Wan, of course, is like, oh, flying is for droids. Because <laughs> he hates flying, I guess. But he's all a good pilot. It's like, oh, I'm a Jedi, but, I, you know, I, there's only select Jedi things that I want to do. <laughs> so like, good. You know, just like any job, I guess. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you guys, if you want to, like, I have nothing up until the point where they get to the ship, so I don't know if there's well, anything else you guys want to say. My main thing is I don't get... Why they decide... So they're flying through this thing and it's a big battle. So they're dodging blasts and ships and they're flying around. Then, you know, because there's not enough action going on, these little spider robots <laughs> drop onto the fucking wings and start, like, munching away at the droids and, and doing doing shit. And they got to... R2-D2 has to, like, blast them off and ridiculous things. Why? Why do we need that extra level of, like, oh, I don't know if they're going to get there. Like, isn't it enough that they're flying through, like, a war zone? That's what I don't get. No, but the tension. What if one of them dies in the first ten minutes? (laughs) Well, that's true. I mean, I'm wondering if these characters that are in the next fucking movie, we know it already, are going to die or not. (laughs) So they... Wait, wait, wait. I just need to say... And R2-D2, by the way. Yes, that's right. I mean, anything could have happened to them aside from dying. Again, though, you guys are glossing over the R4 death. I think that that's I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. At any at no point is Anakin Skywalker shown as being the best starfighter pilot in the galaxy, which is what which is what Al Guinness calls him in A New Hope. Well, he's just confident, right? That's all he's he is. He's just there. The best move he ever does is the spinorama in freaking Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, cuz that that was fucking pod racing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so they get, we'll they, get to that one. They get, they get to the ship where... So what's happened here? And this is confusing to me. Okay. So the <laughs> Chancellor, who, spoiler alert, is fucking Darth Sidious. <laughs> the Emperor. The Emperor. The future Emperor. Sorry. Has been kidnapped. Maybe? Kidnapped in quotation marks. He's been yeah. kidnapped. Well, he's been kidnapped oh, because no, yeah, the Trade Federation and Grievous have kidnapped him. Yes. So the Trade right. Federation and Grievous, I assume are still unaware, even though they're working with Sidious, yeah. are not aware that the Chancellor and Sidious are the same dude. And they just happen to kidnap the, the Chancellor, Chancellor. So, So they're dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, they're stupid, well, right? Well, we know that the, the Trade Federation is. Then... That's it, for another movie, too. Though. Yeah, and then Count Dooku is also in on all of this, but obviously he has to know. 
Yeah, to the Chancellor like, yeah, Sidious yeah. because he's the apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. So it's again like we're you know last week we talked about WrestleMania 15 and Vince Russo. Yeah, this is a, this is Russo esque booking. It really is. Yeah, just too many storylines intertwining and too many characters that are like fiendish. This feels like and again ultimately this whole movie is uh, Darth Sidious, aka Chancellor Palpatine's plot to get to this end game of having uh uh skywalker turn to darth vader yeah and it's like this is really fucking elaborate dude like very convoluted like how did you how did you orchestrate this whole situation (laughs) and where he's in peril like he couldn't have believed throughout this whole situation that well we're just going to survive this yeah i mean they do but come on maybe maybe he saw the next movie and knew and his (laughs) his future apprentice is is put has a lot of th- times where he could be dead throughout this yep. whole thing. Very much like throwing, you know, rolling the dice, you know, like just looking for, you know, any. There, there's no way that you would plot this in this way. I will say the extended universe gives a bit of an explanation for the quote unquote kidnapping. I'm not even going to bother trying to explain that because if the movie can't make it make sense. That's what matters. Of course. It should be able to make sense within the confines yeah. of your film's running. And if you can't do it, then don't do it. Because the movies are what comes first in this world. They're yes. like the main thing. It's not like something based on a book where it's like you can pick at it and be like, it, you know, it took this away from the book and they should have included it because it was in the original book. And, and I'll be enough of a fucking Star Wars nerd where I go and I read that. But folk, other folks shouldn't have to in order to understand the plot. No. No, you really shouldn't. But everybody knows guys the plot in this one in these in these prequels is is flimsy and almost unnecessary so they get in the ship and then they have to go and actually find the the chancellor slash yeah. fucking darth sidious to yes. save him um again amazing that uh um r2d2's usb stick works everywhere it sure does. You can just plug it into any port anywhere. I love that. I love how USB 3.0 works everywhere in the universe. <laughs> yeah, for many years, for, for decades. Yeah. It's great. I, it's a nice callback. Um, which they then ruin by having him like destroy a bunch of droids with his, with his fire. They, they, inter- <laughs> they introduce General Grievous. Why does yeah. he have to have a cough? Well, it, no, no, wait. Now, General Grievous, they say in the crawl, is a droid. He's only part droid. Yep. He's he's organic. He's an organic creature. He's an alien that, that has um, droid parts. So why does he have a cough? Maybe he smoked a lot. I don't know. It's, it's just like oh, we need to have him have a quirk. And yeah, and because you know, there, there, there's not enough being a giant droid alien <laughs> with four arms and with four arms. I appreciate I appreciate that cough. that you know everyone else in universe has had to deal with this fellow for we assume at least part of the Clone Wars, which is, I think, three years old by this point. Yeah. I have... I I don't know this guy from Adam. Yeah. Who the hell is this, and why should I care? In the movies, he just walks on, and the only reason that you would know him... Like, the only reason I knew about Grievous is because in the previews to the movie, they're like, General Grievous is in it. Yeah. He's he's an alien that kills Jedi. He is the fiendish droid leader who we haven't built up at all and will give no explanation for, and will pro... He's the filler... (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then you know what then like you know uh four years later they they make clone wars uh cartoons and he's all badass and awesome yep but you know again i i want to watch the movies yeah i want to see this all explained i didn't mind general grievous though that being said 
Um, he's not the worst thing about this movie. Oh God! In no. fact, he's one of the better things about this movie. So they find, as we'll, as we'll see as we get as we get along in this. Movie. So they find the Chancellor. Yes. And they go to free him, and then he's like, Count Dooku. And they turn around, and Count Dooku is with two droids, kind of walks onto this platform. Like the big battle droids, the big, uh, like, like uh, necklace ones. And, and then, <laughs> such an unnecessary CGI jump off the platform. I know. You couldn't just have the guy walk down all menacing. Yeah, you can't just walk down the stairs. Movie. That's the thing, I talked about this the last time. Why did a Jedi, why did they have to do so much... And make them so superhuman, you know. Like we, they, they, all this stuff could be done so easily, and so makes so much sense. I mean, you watch, you watch, like, um, you know, you watch the original trilogy, or you watch Force Awakens, and there's like, you know, uh, there's kind of a, you know, what, how do you say, it? like a real quality to all this. Yep. Whereas in these, it's it's completely unreal, and the CGI makes it even worse. The flipping, flopping, flying around, as we saw and talked about in episode two with Count Dooku and them clearly, you know, when they have to CGI Christopher Lee's face onto somebody else's body and it looks terrible. <laughs> to have them do all these ridiculous moves. So they have them uh, fight again. They again, two, two baby faces against the heel. Yep, and, and a, Obi-Wan gets punked out. Yeah, Obi-Wan, that's like, Obi-Wan <laughs> Again is... Again by Dooku. Yeah, Obi-Wan owns a lot of people in these movies, but he just can't master Dooku, right? No, that's true. But, uh, and again, more bad CGI when Dooku, like, flings him against the wall with his force power. And then the big uh, platform falls on him, and oh it's terrible! Yeah. Um, but then, Anakin does a good job of, like, just fucking kicking Dooku's ass, right? And it's the kind of the first time where where I, where I believe where Anakin looks kind of cool. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. I oh, Phil doesn't think so. I uh, No. By this point he's already a, a bad apple. Like he even he's wearing dark clothing and looks sort of disheveled and emo like. Like yeah. it's so on the nose that it, it irks me. I can't look at him and and think of him objectively. Like, hey, I, it's I, just, I will agree. Uh, so he uh, he chops Dooku's hands off because everyone gets their limbs severed in Star Wars. It's awesome. I actually like that part of Star Wars. And then he uh, at the uh, at the encouragement of the Chancellor, he cuts yep. Dooku's head off like a fucking badass. Yep, all double blade style. Dooku's stupid, right? Like doesn't realize till the end that he's going to get turned on by his uh, by his, his master. master. So again, Dooku, another stupid person in this movie. Yeah, this was an okay scene, um, in all honesty. I, I, I didn't have any big problems with it other than it doesn't look very good. So speaking of stupid, yeah, they run out, like, you know, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin and the Chancellor, and then they just get caught in a shield, yep. yeah, in a light shield, and then Obi-Wan says, how did this happen? We're smarter than this. And I just wrote, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Well, you get the feeling that Obi-Wan should be. Yeah. And you're kind of like, you kind of feel bad for the writing of it because it's like, he should know something. But it should be an inkling like, like, you know, for the amount of times that they've had a bad feeling about things, there should have been a really bad feeling from the minute that they were landing on that ship. But it's okay because the villain team is dumber and brings them up to the control room. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Because that's where you bring... Your prisoners. You guys are going to have to talk. You're flying the fucking ship. And you guys are going to have to talk about this because all I wrote until they get back to the to Coruscant is more stuff happens. Heroes survive. <laughs> so please well, elaborate. So they go up and and then they have some exposition with with uh, with uh, with General Grievous. 
and he talks about uh, having these lightsabers. So it's a little bit of a, a little teaser for what's to come. And uh, yeah, they have a little battle with some dudes. Are they droids? I, I don't know. They have these like light sticks. Uh, you know, I don't know. And then, uh, <laughs> and then like a, like a, like a good mustache twirling villain, uh, General Grievous pops into a pod and blasts away. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he just gets away, and then Anakin, because he's such an awesome star pilot, has to land this giant ship on Coruscant as it's crashing and breaking apart. <sighs> That's pretty much and it. And it's bad. And it's bad. There's like, my favorite part is when there's like a fire truck <laughs> fucking ship comes beside them and all starts spraying water as they're yep. crashing. <laughs> and you're like, why? Why can't you just crash? But instead they kind of like, you know, they ease in, they land and bump a couple times and take it's out, all triumphant. They take out the air traffic control tower. And you wonder how many people died. <laughs> Who will right? never be mentioned again or ever, actually. One thing I like about those light sticks, it, it does remind me, or I should say the other way around, the Force Awakens regular Stormtrooper uh, batons yes. kind of remind me of that. Yeah, they were almost the same thing. Yeah. So, 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 so yes. you know what? If they're pulling that from the prequel idea, good on you. How goddamn stupid is General Grievous? Wait a second. So you've, you're implying that you've killed four or so Jedi already. Yep. And you don't realize that Jedi can use the Force and then pull these off of your little curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, again, again though, oh. we, we've learned over the course of these movies that not all Jedi are created equal. <laughs> well, well, we'll find out. We will find out big time during the end of this movie. So, not created equal at all. So, uh, after they land... Uh, Obi-Wan sends Anakin to kind of brief the Senate on what just happened. They're just like, we landed. The Chancellor has, uh, survived a kidnapping. Let's go to a session of Senate right away. <laughs> of course. Well, but, you know, you but, gotta move that story along. But my favorite part about this whole thing is, uh, Anakin and Padme meet up. Like, they're uh, like, yeah. and they embrace in the hallway at the fucking Senate. They're in behind, front of everybody. But they're behind a pillar. Behind a pillar. Oh, okay, that's right. So, you know, that's real uh, stealthy God, with their the relationship, worst. right? Are they they are the worst. And and she's pregnant. <laughs> I have wonderful news. I'm pregnant. This is the happiest day of my life. Yes. This is one this is one of those times where I actually like Hayden Christensen's delivery. Not necessarily the lines, but if you watch him, he has a very believable reaction. Like, you can actually tell that he's feeling both joy and the worry of, oh shit, we gotta keep this a secret. Well, he's a this guy. complicates he's a guy. And he does a really good job of, of translating and of yep. projecting those mixed feelings. Now, this kid, this guy was not, was never like the worst actor in the world. No. Uh, there was times where he could emote and do some complex things. And I've seen him in other things that have been quite good. Looper? No, so, not Looper. Jumper? <laughs> yeah. no, so no, they, no. So they have, uh, then they have this conversation because Padme and Annie's little apartment is so adorable. <laughs> so they're in their little apartment and she's standing on the balcony again, like <laughs> just out in the open with like the two of them where they live. I think, Phil, you made a point about how it's a little odd that they just share this apartment. Well, I'm just wondering, like, okay, so wait, does each Jedi have their own kind of place of residence? Is being a Jedi like a 9 to 5, you clock in, you clock out, you go home? 
does no one wonder where Anakin goes every time at night when he's on Coruscant? Because it's implied he just seems to just go home to Padme. That's super interesting. I was talking to my um, my cousin's husband about Star Wars on on the weekend, and um, we were t- we were chatting about about um, Episode Four, and we were talking about how strange it is that this seemingly happens all in one day. Because like, when does anybody sleep? Because I know that in these movies you get you get Padme and her nighty and all this stuff, and there's clearly a passage of days, but it's never really explained what Jedi's do. Like, what do they do? You're right. Where do they sleep? Do they have? Do they have like? Do they just sleep outside? Well, are they like? Are they like animals? Well, like are some they of them, like, they just go find like a comfortable spot, or do they have houses? Well, some of I them are. Know. Some of them are out on adventures, but then the ones that serve on Senate, right? Like, is like there, what happens when Senate is over? Is there a Jedi like, Olympic Village? Like, <laughs> Jedi Council, <laughs> or do they stay at the temple? Is there residence? Like, is there a residence at the temple? Does he just always every night when he's at Coruscant? Does he just put pillows under his cover at the Jedi Temple? <laughs> And he so, climbs out the window on a bed sheet. Seriously. <laughs> so uh, And then do the Jedi and because it's so frowned upon, do the Jedi have like have like um you know like like heads of the house who 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 make sure the Jedi aren't breaking curfew? Like I don't it just doesn't make <laughs> Jedi, sense. Jedi billets that take care of the fucking teenage Jedi. Yep. <laughs> they should have a house system. Ten points for House Skywalker. <laughs> well, there you go. Perfect. Uh so uh, they're having this dialogue, and it's bad. You're so beautiful. That's because I'm so in love. No, I'm so in love with you. Oh, has love blinded you? It's bad. And then, Barf. though, what I do like, though, <laughs> is that they get very 80s after-school special, where it's like, let's teach people the lesson about unplanned pregnancies. Yeah. Because they're just like, well, the baby, and the, it's going to be complicated, and what are we going to do? Should we talk to Obi-Wan? I don't know. And it's like, oh, don't, get, <laughs> don't get pregnant, kids. <laughs> Good one. That's... Fantastic. Now, just one thing. If it wasn't for that first 15-minute battle scene, and you went straight to this kind of I'm pregnant bit, is there any sign of the galactic war on Coruscant? No, it's right above their fucking planet. This is the weird... This is the war that no one is feeling. I mean, even Padme herself, who's all concerned with power and, and politics... She's just there, all smiley, talking about fixing up the room for the baby on Naboo. Like, yeah. this, this war doesn't matter. <laughs> Standing on the balcony as a war rages in the, in the, in the heavens above you? Yeah. It's the I most don't get infuriating it. thing. Other thing. Falling from the skies. Is that Padme, who in the first two movies is, is portrayed as this, you know, kind of a fierce female warrior character. Yep. In the third movie, her ambition is, let's go to Naboo and raise the baby and get away from everything. Like that's yeah. that's her life's ambition now. You were fucking queen when you were a teenager, and then a senator. No, she's been yeah. completely domesticated by the third film. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of insulting. Yep. It is, and frankly, it seemed left in, up in the air. Is, is she even a senator anymore? Like, does she go into work? Is she on maternity leave? Like, what's going on? But nobody knows. It's a secret pregnancy. Oh that's the other God. thing. So, so it's not business usual. I don't know what she's doing. It's it's insulting, and you can see it in the performance of Natalie Portman. Because it's it's uninspired. Mm-hmm. So um, then there is the therapy session between Yoda and <laughs> Anakin. Oh my god! And Anakin is like, I don't want to lose something. I am scared of losing a thing. Yeah. Yoda just doesn't know. He's just like <laughs> he's clueless. Like the most powerful master. He can't read Anakin's mind when he's sitting right in front of him. 
I know. That's a little that, strange. That's how that's how bad the Jedi's power is. Yeah. Here's the thing. The Jedi's power has diminished. Right? Why? Apparently. And but yet they can still fling dudes all over the place with their force power, mm-hmm. but they can't they can't sense, you know, things happening right in front of them. And Yoda y- should know. You know what you're should be like, dude, I know. You're hitting you the nail on the this. head. That's and the really, nail. And really, you head. could have had a great way to like kind of push Anakin into a into a dark place by having him at odds with Yoda, but instead they ham fisted in with his madness at the whole Jedi Council, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. So then there's I just put lots of wheeling and dealing. The Chancellor gets Annie on the Jedi Council. I love when you call him Annie. Well, <laughs> it's Annie, right? They, they get him Annie? on the they get him on the Jedi Council. And then they, the Jedi put him on the council, but they don't make him a Jedi master, so he's pissed. Then they ask him to, uh, to spy on the, on Palpatine. On Palpatine. Well, which is smart. And he's just pissed about everything. Which, he should be all excited. It's you a know, really good job. It's kind of cool. I don't know what he's so mad about. Well, everyone's, everyone's kind of using him though. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. no, it, it seems like the press, it seems like, oh, I, I think even, Hayden Christensen gives the line of that's never happened in the history of the Jedi where someone's on the council and not a master. Yeah, that's true. But they do give him, but you're right though, they do give him pretty good responsibilities. They're not, you know, they're not sending him off on adventures to die. He gets to spy on basically like the the head of everything. Again, it's something that could have been done way better if you just, you know, paid attention and written it a little better. Because they could have made it, they could have made them, the problem was that they didn't want to make the Jedi look too much like assholes. But they do because... Now, the Jedi, who in the second episode, hook Anakin up with Padme and yeah. cause all these fucking problems to begin, are now yeah. like, well, now we'll put you with the Chancellor. So they couldn't, could they have chosen two worse people to hook the guy up with? That's true. Yeah, like, it is true. They basically like... Samuel Jackson fully Here's says, the girl you like. Jackson even go, says... Go be with her for a while, and now here's a guy that you're close to. I want you to spy on him. Yep, yep. It's dangerous putting the two of them together. So then, don't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, the the overall the overarching thing in, in this in the prequels is, is actually how stupid the Jedi are. Yes, which yeah, we'll about. But that that's it's, it's a sad way to. It almost seems like as you go through this, it's a, it's a story about how the Jedi destroyed themselves. Yes. So, which I don't think it was ever intended to be that. <laughs> so now let's remember, uh, like twenty minutes ago in this movie. Palpatine was in the middle of a space battle, uh, um, you know, a fight, he kidnapped, uh, a crash landing on a ship. Now he's entertaining himself watching a bubble show. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, so like everybody is just like, like the most entertaining thing is to sit in an arena and watch big bubbles. Hey, 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 don't knock Cirque Slate. They're doing a great job in this movie. You have Jedi (laughs) that you live with. Like... You know, I'm sure acrobats aren't that impressive when you have Jedi. Uh, so he's watching this bubble show and <laughs> Annie goes and sits down with Palpatine. And again, I didn't, uh, I didn't write too much here. So I'm going to let you guys, cause well, I know I the like, conversation. Well, I would like to first acknowledge there's a couple things. The problem for me with some of the problem, one of the problems with the prequels, I don't care what Jedi do in their off time. They're like hanging out, what, going to bars. <laughs> And hanging out and watching bubble shows. I don't care. Like, I, I get that they're trying to show something. But, again, they pace these movies terribly. It's like they take place over these long periods of time. Whereas, 
original trilogy are like tight timelines. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about like our Jedi, Jedi hanging out, going to things, what you know, doing all this different different stuff. I don't care about any of that. Um, the other thing too is, is that you know, of course, they're going to have. It, it's amazing how in 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 twenty years the level of um, of uh, entertainment completely changed in the galaxy. You go from all these big giant arena shows down to you know Jedi rocks at, at, at Jabba's palace. <laughs> uh, so they have this conf- their conversation, very deep conversation, and and basically the uh, the senator may or the chancellor may as well just be like, "I'm a Sith." Yeah, why? Uh, no, right? Jesus, you know they're they're really really alike, and there's a lot of good things about the Sith, and and again, it just goes completely over his head. I know he just misses it. Yep, he He's, really does. Why would a chancellor be like, "Listen, the Sith are pretty good." They can cheat death. Do, so, do you know about this Sith folklore tale, which so, may involve my master? Well, I just said here... Get, in, the, in the few years that Anakin has been trained to be a giant, no one told him about this? Like, I, quite possibly, the biggest, like, most disturbing thing about being a Jedi and having the Sith is that there's a Sith out there who's, like, who plotted to, like, cheat death and, 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 and be able to create life. Like, you think the Jedi would have covered that in, like, you know, in, like, grade nine. In Jedi baby school. Yeah. So I put like Palpatine tells Annie some folksy Sith story about how a Sith master could create life and prevent death. Anakin just believes the story. He doesn't no fact checking. He's just like, oh, no. oh yeah, oh, cool, oh, dude. Oh, wow. like, I that, love it. I'd love to have that. That would be awesome. Like yeah. that's it, right? Because I've you, been having some really bad dreams lately, and I could use this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've been having bad dreams about my my wife dying. So oh, maybe I can save her. So. Um, the, I, I want to ask Phil one thing though. So you are you are a, a connoisseur of the extended universe, and you know the the whole the whole uh, story. It's 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 a real story, right? He's not lying to him, is he? No, he's not. Um, a lot of what he was talking about is now non-canon because it was explained in in extra extended universe stuff. But he is speaking Fucking about, Disney, right? Yeah, <laughs> but he is he is speaking about his master, and this is. This could tie into episode seven, actually, but we'll leave that till afterwards. Um, basically, what he's talking about is he and his master apparently meddled in the force in an attempt to create life. Yeah. And the idea is that that is what came in that that's what brought about Skywalker's kind of miraculous virginal birth. That Skywalker right. that not necessarily directly that they messed about in the force. They didn't think anything happened. And then Skywalker's discovered. That's what I was. That's what I was yeah. wondering. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, the council send Obi Wan after Grievous. Uh, they keep dissing Annie. Uh, yeah. Then we get to this battle scene because Yoda's gone to fight with the Wookies. Yeah, because the yeah. system's important for reasons. So they're on another. Yes, for reasons. There so, you go. So now they're on this water planet with Wookies, and the, again, just too many things happening. Yep, Wookies and 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 uh, Roger Rogers fighting each other. <laughs> uh, I don't think there are any Jangos there. <laughs> I don't but, think so. But uh, oh wait, no, aren't there Jangos with with camouflage? Yeah, no, no, oh, that's all, right. all those soldiers are are, are Jangos. That's yeah. right, Jangos. Jangos with ca- there's camouflage Jangos. I, I know, uh, I know, because we have some of these minifigs at home. <laughs> I like though camouflage Jangos. I put here where I just asked, how did Chewbacca go from being the leader of a Wookie army to a smuggler? Y- yeah, is that now now. Oh, Didn't we touch on this once? I think Phil's got an answer. Um, under the Empire, the Wookiees are basically enslaved. 
All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. And uh, isn't there some kind of thing where I read somewhere about Chewie killing somebody or something? Yeah. Well, he's disgraced. Well, and in the original ideas for Return of the Jedi, that was supposed to be Kashyyyk. And it wasn't going to be Ewoks. It was going to be Wookiees. Oh, that would have been rad. That would have been awesome. So, um, Anakin's talking to Padme back at Coruscant, and she says that Obi-Wan has stopped stopped by to speak with her. I can't believe that there's talking going on in this movie. And she's clearly (laughs) pregnant. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, and and Annie starts getting jealous, and I just wrote, we just reviewed a few weeks ago WrestleMania Five. Yep. There's like a little threesome here, where Annie's the macho man. Yep. And Obi-Wan is Hulk Hogan. It makes no sense. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's thrown in, and nobody believes that Obi-Wan wants to fucking bang Padme. I don't get it. So Obi- but anyway, Obi-Wan but Anakin, is- he's, a, he's a big, giant baby. Obi-Wan is, uh, finds this planet, and he's informed that he found the place where Grievous is hiding, so he rides a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> right? The correct term is adorable dinosaur. Yes. yes. So yeah, he goes around this planet riding a lizard. Yes. I was. I just thought, did he just tame this lizard when he got there? Was the lizard like part of like? Is it like a stable of horses and he can just pick one? I don't. Well, I don't this. know. I. I guess the force. <laughs> you know. I. I don't know. The, the lizard's probably gets actually on there, and I guess it's the people that General Grievous is kind of. He's got kind of um, taken hostage. Yeah. And so, so they're like kind of like quietly like he's here. So he's all. <laughs> he, gets fucking, he gets this beast and he rides it around. So then he uh, he kind of stealthily sneaks up on Grievous and this yeah. giant droid army. Yep. And then he's just like, <laughs> fuck it. And he just jumps in the middle of them yeah. to confront Grievous. Well, hello there. Yeah. yeah. Well, hello there. Exactly. And then uh, Grievous challenges uh, Obi-Wan and they have their little battle and all these droids are just watching. Yeah, they're like ninjas in an old movie. <laughs> just waiting around, like wrestlers waiting around for their spot. Until comes the battle. Now now I probably the the thing I like the most about the movie is 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 the is the quadruple lightsabers though. It's pretty awesome. And when Grievous starts whipping them around, that's pretty cool. I like how he says, I've been trained in your Jedi arts, and I'm like, really quadruple lightsabers and Yeah, well, I guess so. You know, creating sparks by hitting them on the ground. It's got the, the coolest scene, the coolest, like, little cut, like, the coolest shot in the whole movie is, is in this battle. Where it's, like, the double double blades, and, and Obi-Wan blocks it. That's pretty awesome. And he then, double blades him, and then they, that's, that's legitimately cool moment in the whole, the whole movie. All, all seven of them. So, that's a cool moment. It's so out of character. The whole idea of Obi-Wan just jumping into this horde of droids and... and Oh, yeah, because he's not like that. He's not supposed... It goes completely against what you were trying to establish in Episode (laughs) 2. So either he's gotten reckless thanks to the three years of war, which I could buy if you'd led up to that in any way, shape, or fashion. Yeah. Um, Up until now, he's been a little little detective. So he... He gets the advantage in this fight, and then the Jangos come, and then there's a big fight. There's Again. a big, a big battle, and then Grievous gets onto his little uh, unicycle, <laughs> and Obi Wan dumbest gives... fucking thing ever, and it looks terrible. And Obi Wan gives chase on the lizard. Yeah, he gets on his beast and he starts running after him, and they get they do a battle, 
so they've had one battle with sabers. Now they're doing a running. It's like a car chase. But yep. now, but now at this point, we cut back to Coruscant, where Mace Windu <laughs> says to the Council, "I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi." You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a I'm the kind I'm of the camp where I think Mace Windu's the fucking worst, and I hate him. I hate him so much. Uh, Annie has another conversation with Palpatine. Palpatine uh, sounds like he's gonna he's gonna orgasm when he talks about the dark side. I know, it's like, it's the dark side. <laughs> I really love that. First off, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head, but he just does such a great job with what he's given. You know, on paper, yes, and on paper, the character is deliciously evil, and he just embraces that. Oh, it, it's a big change, right? Because now it's like, okay, now he's awesome. So we cut back to Obi-Wan and Grievous, and they fight, and Obi-Wan kills Grievous, right? He he blasts him in the heart. Yeah. He rips open his chest plate, and then he gets thrown off and almost dies. The Grievous death but is pretty Force, cool. Uh, Force grabs a blaster and, and shoots him in the heart. And Grievous's head blows up, and that's a pretty cool, cool death. <laughs> it's not bad, and then Obi-Wan talks, says that the blasters are so uncivilized, and that's pretty awesome. Feels again not impressed. No, he doesn't fine. like it. It's I know. Fine. No, it's fine. I like the sh- I anything. like the ship design, okay. the one that's sitting on the platform that he ends up using. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that part. Well, that's good. So now, <laughs> so now we go back. Or An- to like things in this movie. Anakin, Anakin then tells on the on Palpatine, who's admitted that he's a Sith Lord. Fucking tattletale. He goes. He goes to uh, Windu, and he's like. I, I, you know, he's a Sith Lord, and Windu's like, a Sith Lord? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Did I stutter? So then, like, you wanted me to spy on him, and I'm giving you the intel. Then Wind- it's like he still doesn't believe him. Then Windu Lord. disses him again. Yeah. He, and he's like, let me go with this uh, to, to take care of this. And Windu's like, you can't be trusted. Like, he, right to his face. Wow, he doesn't quite say it. Uh- it's one of the better moments for Windu in that he's he's honest. He says, you know what? I can feel that you're conflicted right now. You better stay out of this. Why you better sit this one out. Yeah, no, it makes it makes a little bit of sense. But he Windu's the one, like of all the fucking Jedi Council, Windu's the one that has a hard on for Annie so badly. He does, and it all he, he could avoid it so much if he just all treated him decently. If, if, <laughs> like, if, listen, if he had sat him down and said, you know, they had five minutes, they could have just said, Listen, we know. There's a conflict there. Mm-hmm. I, you can't go in by yourself. We want you to be a part of this. You know, you're young. You'll be a master one day. But none of this. None of this. It's just straight up like fuck you. <laughs> and then, I don't trust you. Then comes, in my opinion, the best scene in this entire film, <laughs> yes. if not the the entire prequel trilogy. All right. Where you have Padme in their apartment, and you have Anakin hanging out in the Jedi Temple Council room, and there are no words. You have this eerie music in the background. You have the sunset. And you just cut back and forth. And it's the one time in the entire damn trilogy where that shot, reverse shot, face-face works. And and George Lucas finally slows it down a little bit. But. but, Is she she wearing the sassy nightgown at this point? I think so. But. The sassy nightgown. But. Come on, guys. This whole moment, which is good, is broken at the end when R2-D2 walks into the room. <laughs> with Padme, it's like what? Because <laughs> <laughs> these fucking droids have to be involved in everything. God so, damn it! I mean, I like R two D two, and I, you know what? 
if we ever get to, I can't, you know, if we, we should be doing all these movies over the next year because I, I, I have, I have rants aplenty about C-3PO and I hate him, mm-hmm. but it's like just too much droids. So, um, Phil, do you yeah. want to talk about this, uh, posse that's assembled to take <laughs> care of the, the you mean, oh, you mean, you, you mean Mace Windu and the jobbers? Yes. <laughs> like dear Lord in heaven, I enjoy how. Uh, you know, we're just gonna stand here and let this Sith Lord stab us individually. I mean, at least the one with dreadlocks puts up a fight for two seconds. Oh my god. So yeah, so bad. So yeah, Windu goes with four people, and then... <laughs> and in ten seconds, he's down to him. Yeah, it's just down to him. The three of these <laughs> Jedi get killed. And these are what? Je- they're all Jedi Masters, you would assume, right? I assume so. If he's not bringing Jedi Masters, what the fuck? Awesome. It's, kind of, it's kind of a big deal. Did 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 Sidious need a lightsaber too? Really? Uh huh. Of course really? he did. So, um, um, yeah, I'm on the fence on that. So I'm not sure I like it very much. So then, uh, Windu and Sidious have their little battle, and uh, Windu gets the advantage. And, and some and, and, some will argue that Sidious is setting the whole thing up, but Windu gets the advantage. Yeah, and uh, Sidious uses Force Lightning. He does. But, and but it gets, it gets directed back on his on his face. Yes, <laughs> and, and uh, turns him into evil, into <laughs> evil emperor. And uh, then Anakin gets uh, gets fooled. He watches this and he disagrees because Windu says he's going to kill Sidious, which he should. Yeah. Well, and uh, remember, Anakin ha- has uh, now what forty five minutes ago killed uh, Dooku. Yes, cutting so, his head off. But yeah. now remember. The whole idea in Anakin's head at this point, the number one thing is, well, he can teach me how to keep people alive because he told me a story one time. Yes. So that's that's his motivation in his head. And he's clearly a Sith now. Well, so I can trust him. I don't really. Well, while Sidious is is getting defeated, he says, I am the only one that can save Padme. Yeah. So Anakin, more limbs get cut off. He cuts yep. off Windu's uh, arm, and then Windu yep. gets force lightning out the window. Yep, it's a pretty good death. Finally dies, thank God. God, I hate, I hate <laughs> Mace Windu. I love this oh. this transition of Anakin though, because he's talking about didn't doesn't he mention he has to stand trial or something? Yeah, he's and basically it's like, trying Anakin to throw Skywalker, anything. by the way, who a movie before this really didn't like the idea of democracy. <laughs> now he's just like, this has got to be done the right way. Um, also, uh, when, uh, the force lightning shot that kills Mace Windu takes place, one of the best lines <laughs> in the movie, Phil, do you want to? No, 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 you got this, you got this. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, uh, Darth Sidious is going, <laughs> unlimited power! Because <laughs> you have to know his motivation. Yes. <laughs> At that point, right? I, I was just I was saying, Alan, before we started recording, you might be on the villain team when your buddy starts yelling, POWER! <laughs> UNLIMITED <laughs> POWER! <laughs> so then, so what I love about this is immediately after this, and uh, then Sidious anoints him Darth Vader, and Anakin says he's going to follow uh, Sidious's teachings. Just like that, by then, the way. But then Sidious says to him, like, right off the bat, he's like, you know, only one has actually figured out how to cheat death, but we're working on it. It's basically what he tells them. Like, right away, it's kind of like, eh, it's not quite how I sold it to you. He fucks him over. 
Yep. And and Anakin says nothing about it. It's just, I guess it's too late, right? I, I, yeah, he doubles down. Anakin's, well, I've gone this far. So then we go be, from... By the way, he, he, he could. This could have ended. He didn't have to go this far. He didn't have to keep going. But again, you know, it's Anakin. Well, and if we go back to two... He's trying to avoid the same fate with his mom, where he had the yep. same kinds of dreams, and he's yep. probably feeling, if we're going to take this as an actual character of believable thoughts, he's feeling that if I don't act, it's going to be the same inevit- inevitability. Now, uh, that, 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 that makes some sense. Now, at this point in time when this heel turn happens, yep. now Yoda can sense it? Yeah, just all of a sudden. They shoot Yoda's over to Yoda, like, oh. and it's like, now? Now? Like, yep. okay. So then... We go Way over from... at Kashyyyk, right? He all stumbles around and is in all his CGI glory. Okay, Samuel L. Jackson, something terrible. Something so, terrible has happened. So now we have this situation, and uh, let's just play this out. Phil, you're my apprentice, okay? You've just turned, you've just turned, and now you are serving me. Okay. Yep. You you just turned thirty seconds ago. Yep. Okay. So let's look out the window. So you have a new name. You have a new name. Yeah. Yep. Just like okay. that. Now like here's that, what... like nothing. Jim. So here's what I need you to do now. <laughs> Again, you're 30 seconds into this, okay? See that school over there? I want you to kill everyone in it. Yeah, fuck sakes. Um, two things. One, I, and I can't remember where exactly I heard this one, but there's the idea that, you know what, this isn't when he turned. It wasn't when he decided to stop Mace Windu. It's at the beginning of this movie when he cuts off Dooku's head. Or you could even argue... The village of sand people in episode two. Yeah, no, that that makes that does make you, some you sense. You could, but let's be honest. Well, and like, the way they've constructed the movie, he's never. This is where he turns. Well, and definitely going all the way back to two or even one, really. If you look at how he basically subverts the rules and becomes a Padawan when he really shouldn't have, he's yeah. never cared or really paid much heed to the actual Jedi code okay. or way of life. So again, then, well, then again, though, let's not ignore the escalation here. I don't know. Have you seen some child actors? It's like it's like. Oh, let's we uh, let we're going to ignore some rules. Then I'm going to do the heel turn. Now let's kill everybody, including kids. Only the second massacre he's done. <laughs> this is my worst. This is the worst. Uh, the the killing of these little kids is the most unnecessary thing that they did with that character. <clears throat> it was completely unnecessary. You just killed some fucking adult Jedi. Honestly, yeah. Like I get you had to get rid of these kids. In theory, like you had to get rid of them because there's going to be no Jedi at the end. But did we need to see him with the lightsaber and the, these poor little kids sitting there? I know that you're supposed to hate Darth Vader, but people don't hate Darth Vader. That's the thing. Like, in, in what world is Darth Vader like the guy that everybody hates so much? They all don't. People, all, he's all classic character. It all kind of ruins the character a little bit that he's just some mindless drone that will just kill kids. Just because he's supposed to be all tortured about his fucking wife and 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 and, and his and his income his, his baby that's coming, well, but it's like I'll just kill some kids. I, I, and again, uh, Phil, I know Phil desperately wants to get in here too. No, but, I was just going to quote something. But I, and you're, I, I'll give it to you in a sec. Um, but remember that this guy's motivation for all of this is to save his his wife. Yep. This is a lot of fucking shit that you're doing to save your wife. Yeah, like, that's a lot. I'm going to sacrifice a whole like race of heroes, including the children. But yeah, anyways, it's terrible. Here's, here's, yeah. Oh no, I, it, it's oh, alright. Do it. No, it's fine. Oh, and you're right. I mean, it really takes away from his redemption in Episode Six. 
Because Absolutely, you, it does. You go like from you're a, you're a child murderer. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, it, it goes from you know what we don't know what you were basically a bouncer of the empire in the original trilogy. Like you were yeah. just some guy outside of the regular chain of command who did the emperor's bidding. Yeah, but we never got to see the true nitty gritty dark stuff that would have been been implied to go along with that, and yep. and this takes it to a whole nother level. With that said. I will say, and I'm not a big fan of ch- child actors, but Master Skywalker, there are oh. too many of them. What are we going to do? Uh, yeah, no, I agree on that. And uh, the kid, I will say, the kids double back as the lightsaber goes off is really good. Oh yeah, no, I I agree. It's just it's unnecessary. Yeah, so it, it's unnecessary. It, you don't have to take it that far, um, and uh, you know it kind of tainted the character. So mm-hmm. then uh, they go back to the war that's ongoing between the droids and the Jangos. Because we give a shit. And, uh, no one cares, by the way. And, and Obi's, Obi-Wan's riding his lizard through all the madness. And at this point, uh, another example of fucking jobber Jedi all across the galaxy, right? <laughs> yep. Because so oh. this is the point in time where while, while Anakin is uh, and, and a bunch of Jangos are slaughtering all the Jedi at the temple. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Emperor... Uh, puts out his order. Order 66. Which the order 66 is to kill Jedis. Yep. So then all across the galaxy, they just do. They just kill the Jedi easily. Jedis have no clue what's going on. They don't sense a thing. Mass deaths all over the place and the Jedi don't even sense it. They're just hanging out with their Jangos and then all of a sudden they get turned on over and over and over. And yeah. Are you... Are you telling me you didn't feel anything when Penis Head died? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's all running into battle and I'll get shot in the back. Yeah. Oh, it's... It, I'm, and I mean, you've just... Again, let's go to the first 10, 15 minutes of this film where you show Anakin and Obi-Wan. Droids might as well not exist. Like, no, it's a hot knife through butter. It, it's honestly a waste of the audience's time showing them fighting droids because they're it's so It's been useless. like that for three movies. Absolutely. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. We can go back to the first one. But now, all of a sudden, oh, well, because they're clones. Well, you know what? The clones are just as disposable as the droids. They are. Um, they are. They're, they're you know, they're, I, I don't know uh, what, yeah, it, it, the we, whole thing. You needed to tie it up in a nice little bow. Oh, all the Jedi are killed. Yoda can see all this, by the way. Because again, yes. now he again, drops now. his stick. Yes, that's right. Yes, he's very, very um, affected. Now this whole time they have to show you, Padme and, and C three PO are just still hanging out in the apartment. <laughs> yep. Just like what company he must be. <laughs> oh God! Imagine then Obi Wan who got turned on, but he he gets turned on and goes off a cliff with his lizard into water, and yep. then and then classic like bad guys. Well, he must be dead. But Obi Wan yep. can't die, right? Because no, well, he's got his little uh, his little mouthpiece. Yes, no. little throwback to Phantom Menace. Oh. So he so then he... apparently synthesizes water into oxygen, gets I... the hydrogen out of it, You're and allows right. you to. Yeah, it's like his, his little his little uh, electronic gills. So then, what I like is that he gets out of the water, and then he just goes to his unattended ship and escapes. Yeah. <laughs> This is bad. Like there's just, just a ship, there's just his ship that he landed and is just sitting there. The, the transition. One, the one he so takes. Bad. The one he takes is the one on that landing platform where he kills Grievous. Like that's Grievous's <laughs> ship. Yeah, he just takes it away. Yep. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna take this ship. Uh, sure. Right. Sure. <laughs> I just say sure. Because yeah. the Django, I just put because the Jangos are stupid. Like they just. Well, they are. 
So mindless clothes. Uh, all right. So now, one thing that I found interesting is that when Anakin goes and uh, kills everyone at the temple, R two D two is with them. Yeah, and R two D two just kind of doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Right? Like, like, I, like, you know, I guess on the one hand, he's just a droid, but we've kind of established that he isn't, that he kind of does what's good and, and wants to help people. And that he feels, you know, um, empathy. Yeah. And he gets bad at things. Yeah. But I he, don't know. I don't know how to explain it. He doesn't Again, even. He like, does, let's I put, throw R2 in there just I put, because. I put here, he doesn't even tell Meepio. <laughs> good old Meepio. Yep. Um, <laughs> then. Then um, Annie talks to Padme after he's killed after he's killed all the Jedi babies. Yeah, just but he's a psycho. He really is. Yeah. Um, Obi Wan and Yoda kill all of the Jangos. Oh, I guess okay. So Obi Wan and, and Yoda then go to the temple, right? They go to the temple, and they yep. ki- and then they take care of all the Jangos because of yep. course they can. Well, they're they the can. only competent Jedi left. Oh my god. Yep, that's true. Um. At this point in time, uh, the Chancellor is now doing this speech at the Senate. Yeah. And he says, the Jedi have turned on you and they need to be killed. And we're going to be the new Galactic Empire. And, and everyone in the Senate's just so happy because they're... All right. Sounds cause, good. Because they're stupid, too. Because there's this other war going on, but now it's now the Jedi, too. It yep. would have... I could have bought... The idea of, you know what, we're just happy for the war to be over and let's reorganize so it can't happen again. I would have bought that if at any point the war seemed to have any consequences whatsoever. No, it doesn't because it's all just a plot. Because he can end that war in a second. He's playing, he's got both sides, he's playing both sides. So he's just, when he says it's over, the war's over. Which, and can we, can we, and maybe we're going to go back on this in a second, but... Is Newt Gunray just the dumbest person in this entire galaxy? Oh, that's my next oh note. My God. I knew. Okay, oh. go on. <laughs> Where now Anakin gets sent to what's the name of that planet? Mustafar. Uh, uh, Mustafar. So the planet of <laughs> the planet of lava, basically. <laughs> oh, and God. and uh, yeah, Viceroy Gunray and, and all of the Trade Federation are there. Yep. So Anakin just goes and slaughters them. Which, hey, you know what? Awesome moment. Well, yeah, that's, I like the Trade Federation. God, I hate them. It's it's a good scene where he takes takes them out, but they are maybe the stupidest people in this whole thing. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, they're the walking stereotypes, and they are made to they're made to look stupid every time. So it's consistent, if not anything. Um, we go back to the Jedi Temple. Obi Wan <laughs> manages to change the code in the server room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's all, it's all hacker Obi Wan. <laughs> he's just in the server room, and he's like, "Okay, change the code." Changes, changes name, uh, some hacker name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Obi Wan's Obi Wan sixty nine, hacker supreme, Hackmasters twenty twelve. So then uh, he looks at the surveillance tape and sees that Annie's killed everybody. Hologram surveillance. And, and, and what I like about this is he he goes and looks, and Yoda's all smug like, I told like, you not I, to. I, I told you, you're going to see something bad. Like, he knows, and it's like, <laughs> okay, again, it's like, you shouldn't be so fucking smug, dude. Like, you've missed everything for three movies. Yep. And now you're just like, I know. Have a look, though. You're, you're like six steps behind the whole time. Can, can the NHL please get these cameras? Because it just has the best angle of Palpatine talking to Anakin post-massacre ever. 
Like, it's like right what? above their this, shoulder. This is a series-wide thing where you're like, if you go back to episode four and you're like, where's that camera angle coming from? <laughs> the hologram with Princess Leia, ta- you know, pleading to Obi-Wan that, that he's their only hope. It's like a side shot, but she's clearly talking into the camera face first. Yep. They got this wide shot. It's this all the time. Are there cameras everywhere? <laughs> it might be. And like you can record it with one, but like you could have B-roll on the other one. And, just have that show. <laughs> and then like you, it syncs up the audio for you. I don't understand. Hey, Audacity in Star Wars. It's great. Yes. <laughs> so uh, then Obi-Wan <laughs> is like, where do we find Annie? And y- Yoda's solution is search your feelings. Yeah. It's like, again, it's like, oh, uh, we're smart now. Like, now Jedi just get it. Yep. Search your feelings, dude. Um, I also wrote in big letters, did all this shit just happen within a span of, like, a day? Oh, within a span of a, an hour. Yeah. It almost seems like Some it's, of it, yeah. It's, it's kind of nighttime, right? So, Obi-Wan goes back to Padme's apartment because he has to determine where, where, um... Anakin is and he actually doesn't he ends up uh, Padme ends up going to find him and Obi-Wan kind of stows away on the ship but what I like about the conversation is once they're done their conversation Obi-Wan baby shames Padme yeah (laughs) he's just he like has a conversation over then he looks at her and he's like Anakin's the father eh I'm I'm so sorry and like says it all like like it's not it doesn't sound really sincere yeah, it's like he's he's pissed off and and uh, really is that is that the most important thing right now, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so Padme, like, like the Jedi have been slaughtered. Hey, at least you got at least one in there that will, you know, you you know, like you think you'd be like, shit. Okay, good. We've we've got a, we've got at least one that we can you know one cooking. Another moment of stupidity. There is no reason whatsoever that both of them can't go to deal with the Emperor. And then deal with Anakin. Yeah. Like, Yoda does a really good job of taking himself out of where he needs to be. <laughs> oh, all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll show later on, too. Uh, yeah, well, it's like well we, coming we, up very soon. Yeah, like, we need to, like, at this point, what's there, what's really left if you, if you just let Anakin be by himself for a little like bit he's longer? Sulk for a few hours on the Mustafar planet. Yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> like we've already, all the Jedi are dead and we've already got the Empire established. So it's like, eh, you, why don't we just cut the head off the snake now? Yeah. But no, of course, I, exactly. But no, you're we never going to get another divide. shot because, because everything's in kind of chaos. So, so you might have a chance, but no, it's got to be Yoda's got to go battle him. Yeah. So, so Padme and Mepio go to Mustafar to find Anakin. Yep. And Anakin. When when uh, Padme confronts him, doesn't deny anything that he did. Nope. And she still says she loves him. Fuck's sake, she doesn't like seriously. Like, why would she have a blaster with her and just shoot the fuck out of the guy? Yeah. Like, just kill him. And then Obi Wan uh, emerges from the ship, and and Anakin has his next like Macho Man WrestleMania yeah, five moment. He's super jealous. He's like, you brought him here to get me. Well, fucking yeah, dude. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. This guy doesn't think anything through, right? He's not like, okay, I've killed a bunch of kids. I've turned bad. How dare you come to confront me? Anakin, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> so he uh, he gives her some fucking choke action. He force chokes her big time. Yeah, and puts her out. And then uh, him and uh, 
him and Obi-Wan have like their big like dramatic moment where they're yelling at each other. Yep. yep. And I like George Lucas's fucking shout out to George W. Bush. Where Anakin is like, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2005. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like so blatantly like a, a, a knock at that government. Yep. Not that I disagree, but you know. No, no, but it's it it's it's right there. So I this this battle and you know, you can't really talk about the whole thing in detail cuz it goes forever, but it starts awesome. Yeah. On it's got the, a good it's got some good heat at the start. On the platform when yeah. they, when they first bust out the sabers and they go, it's Pretty fucking good. it's fucking great. It may, it's, yeah. it's, it may not be Darth Maul. Uh no. great from the from the first movie, but it it starts off nice. Yeah, no, it's it's nice, it's tight, it's good. And then they go well into the, shot, it's got a good it's got a, it's in a good venue. Yeah, then like they the go into the control room and stuff. They yeah. go into the control room and then at one point Anakin throws a drop kick on the fucking conference table. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Again, what fucking why? Um in the meantime now this and is And I now, didn't Obi-Wan throw a drop kick earlier too? Yeah, like they do kick Terrible. and then another kick, I don't know. Dumb. <laughs> Now, now, in the meantime, they also have uh, Yoda confronting uh, Sidious. Yep. And the scene that so, I think is so unnecessary and kind of like pussifies Sidious mm-hmm. yep. is when he gets like force thrown and he takes the bump over the fucking desk and chair. So, yep. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, did we it's need like to do that, that? It's like that one where... There's like uh, some kind of uh, in, in WWE where it's like there's some strip tease going on and Vince is sitting at this chair in the ring and he all tips over. <laughs> he makes this big ridiculous face and the all his chair tips over because he's he's so horny. <laughs> and they both have that kind of moment because at first Palpatine gets the jump on Yoda with Force Lightning, which Yoda yep. saw last movie. And I yep. mean, come on, you're coming up against the Dark Lord of the Sith, and you're just going to yep. not be ready for anything. So first yep. Yoda gets hit when he really shouldn't, and then the same thing happens to Palpatine with the over-the-top, I'm going to flip over my chair and look like a complete dumb asshole. Yeah, dumb, dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb. So then this fucking lightsaber battle, again, what's the lava planet called? Uh, Mustafar. Mustafar. So, okay, Basically, from the moment where very Arabic this... name for a for a, for a planet. <laughs> so this chamber that they're fighting in, when yep. they kind of release the chamber from whatever has got it suspended, and it falls into the lava. Yep. This fucking battle gets totally out of control. It's terrible. It turns really bad, and it turns extremely disappointing. So now, first of all, this thing is sinking into lava, and they're climbing on the side of it, fighting. Then they're swinging on vines. Yeah, <laughs> where did the vines come from? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's like big cables. Yeah. So they're swinging on vines, fighting. Then they land <laughs> on little platforms in the lava and they fight. And they're riding them like fucking surfboards. <laughs> <laughs> they're surfing. It's surfing USA. Then Fuck, that would be great, eh? Then in you know in the Senate chamber, Yoda and uh, and. Uh, Sidious are fighting, and you have to have you know the symbolism where the Senate is getting destroyed in the battle, right? Oh, yeah, I see what tossing. they did there. Yeah. <laughs> he's tossing loge seating at him and stuff. <laughs> That's not bad, actually. It's not. It's the, like, not the but idea. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yoda basically loses that battle, right? Badly. But he doesn't really. He I kind of whips kind of... out and runs away. Yeah, because he gets he gets knocked. He, he falls a long so distance. Does the, so does Sidious, though. Uh, Sidious kind of walks away. But then he climbs back on, and Yoda, because he's small... And his claws don't work. I don't even know. In the in the novelization, if I'm not mistaken, the author mentions something about, and I don't know if it, where else this is. Apparently, Yoda used up all his force energy. Oh, so yeah. he has like a he has like a power meter. Yeah, no, and it's <laughs> the blowing. dumbest it's you the did. dumbest thing it's, I've ever read or like, heard of ever. It, it, you he need to go run and find some fucking coins. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the shopkeeper? <laughs> I need a potion. A cap or a, a, ca- a cap a capsule or pizza. <laughs> it's like, so hey, good. that's dumb. That's no, why he's I'm just, crawling. I'm just gonna that, put that, that on the side, looking for looking for extra power. No, he he. You know, it's it's uh, it's so completely pathetic. Yeah, um, and it's almost like one of those things where it's like Lucasfilm or something was like, okay, you're gonna write this book, but we need you to explain something. Yeah, <laughs> so figure it out. So you got low on force power. What? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Yoda kind of loses the battle. Not decisively, but he loses and he has to escape. The yep. fucking the fucking dude that ends up on Sons of Anarchy uh, <laughs> takes, him, takes him away. So that's good. Yep. What's his name? Jimmy Smits or Organa? Yeah, Jimmy Smits. Jimmy Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, hey, you know, P- President Santos. <laughs> West Wing. That's all I think about watching this movie. What's President Santos doing? <laughs> so then uh, we go back to Lucifer and <laughs> they're fighting in the lava thing and then fucking, and I just wrote, the lava looks so fucking fake, Jesus Christ. It's bad. Uh, that's the, like, by that far. That was a poor choice. I think that that lava part is the worst CGI in the whole movie. Yep. I don't know. Absolutely. That, that Dooku CGI flip. <laughs> Dooku CGI flip is bad. <laughs> that's really this wasn't too big of a moment, though. Yeah, so then Obi-Wan, of course, um, flips off, and he's on the land, and then he claims he has the high ground, which he he didn't have when he was against Darth Maul. In the greatest irony of this prequel trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like, it shouldn't really matter to a Jedi. But he has it. Like, Anakin is the greatest, he should be able to leap way high above him. Like, we've seen, we've seen all these Jedi do crazy moves, but now all of a sudden... (laughs) Obi-Wan's on a hill. Remember that you time? You can't get me! <laughs> remember that time in episode two near the beginning when Anakin literally jumped out of his car for what yeah. seemed like a mile down and yeah. managed to land on the right vehicle? Yeah. But no, this is too much. No, it's... Oh, God. He's right, he, must be, he must Which be running of out of force energy. It's yeah. also symbolic. You're right. Ground, Anakin but... used all his force energy in the fight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This was a, a symbolic high ground, though. So uh, Anakin takes his makes his move and he gets three limbs chopped off. Yes. Uh, what was it? His both his legs and his arm. Yeah, his other arm. Yeah. His robot arm survives. That's good. Yep. And well, you know, Obi Wan not powerful enough to do all four limbs. And That's, then that, logistically, that doesn't work. And then Obi Wan, being the wonderful Jedi that he is, takes that opportunity to shit all over Anakin. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't fault him for it. Yeah, I guess so, right? You know what I fuck do fuck Anakin, him for? honestly? Fuck Anakin by this point. Yeah, and then Anakin gets... Really, Obi-Wan should have finished him off. There for you God's go. God's sakes. Well, I agree with... I wrote that, too. So then Anakin gets burnt up. And he's still alive. It's not like you get fooled to thinking he's dead. He's, he's crawling he's around. He's crawling and screaming and moving. Yeah. And, and Obi-Wan just walks away in disgust. And it's so bad because this was so easily fixed by having them both be injured and have Obi-Wan be able to get away. 
and have them kind of not be in the same vicinity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or have him think he's dead. Yep. But he doesn't. Yeah, but Obi-Wan is scot-free. Like, like not finishing the job. Like, not only that. Okay, so let's say that Obi-Wan's never going to kill somebody if he doesn't have to. He, what other business does he have on this planet until someone comes to take care of this? Well, yeah. I mean, this is the guy you have to kill. You know? Yep. Or the Emperor could have come and, like, and fought him off. Yeah. I don't Something. know. Something. In the end, they both fail. Oh, yeah. 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 Very much so. Um, they, uh, Obi-Wan leaves the planet with Padme, who's, who's dying, but giving birth. She's losing the will to live. Yes. It's, it's so fucking dumb. And so she's having the babies. Like it, I thought, like, they should have just had it be like she's been force choked and he's basically killed her. But, like, losing the will to live? Like, she was just choked the fuck out. Like, isn't that enough? So she's she's giving birth and uh, she's still, her dying words, as she's dying, they're still good in him. She's stupid. Yeah. Yep. All- but there is, uh, but there is, as we've been, as we see later on, three movies later. Ugh. I guess they're still good in him. That's not entirely inaccurate. I just think, you know, saving Luke Skywalker in the end is not redemption for all of this. No, it's not. Not, not anymore. Not the way that they wrote this movie or the last one. Um, at the end, he still only cares when it's his own family. Like, he's yep. still a terrible human being. Yep. He, he goes through 19 more years of, again, effectively being the Emperor's mafioso. Yep. Just going around, killing people, and doing the Emperor's work. But yep. when it's his own son, then he cares again. And, that's you true. know, if, if anything, that's actually one of the more consistent character traits. That is true. Yeah. He, uh, so of course, she gives birth to Luke and Leia. Yep. <clears throat> There's a whole, they, they basically now, let, we gotta speed through stuff because we gotta fucking tie in shit to the next movie yep. as best as we can. No, so, here's Treasure. So here's the two. Oh, uh, God, yeah. The two kids are born. And the fucking uh, and the, we, the, the we immediately dr- as they're born we now are we have con- we have a conflicting report because Leia apparently remembers her mother but okay yeah so Force vision so we figure out yeah. where, where Leia and Luke are going to end up going to so we establish that we wipe uh, see we Mepio's memory gets wiped yep so now he can't remember his stuff and then R two D two cares because he speaks in beeps. Yep. You know, but they don't wipe it, and everyone understands me, uh, R2, so couldn't he just be like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Luke, that's your dad. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, any any of those times in the X Wing, you'd think like, He'd be like, He's my what? Yeah, what? You you remember him? Tell me about him. Yeah. He killed babies. Yeah. I don't know. What the fuck? Well, and don't forget, they also wipe Obi Wan Kenobi's memory of R2. Yes, apparently. Yes, they do. Well, you know, maybe he was just really old and senile. Yeah. And then they also, they also, um, oh, there's something else that they establish in this scene. Uh, oh, that, that, um, that they can live forever. They're just like, oh, yes. They're just like, oh, Qui Gon can live forever because it's like, well, we need to have an explanation for, why uh, they can appear Obi- later? Obi Wan can appear and Yoda can appear, so they're just like eh, figured yeah. it out. I will refute this. With- no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. it, was just, it was just a Jedi thing, and it's still yeah. you know it made more sense that Anakin appears at the end of six without this explanation. Because at what point does Qui Gon go up to Darth Vader and say, "Hey, do I got a trick for you?" What yeah. I what I like about it. <laughs> You know, and and of course the irony is that the Jedi have actually figured out how to live forever, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know? and, 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 and so Anakin made the wrong choice. Though that being said, it, it's it, only Jedi that it seem seems to be, able to be a to live bit forever. of a sausage fest. Yeah, 
<laughs> like it's not it's not Padme that ends up. Uh, no, she's not no. going to live forever, right? No. Um. So then, Anakin ends up with a dead wife. So his whole reason for doing everything is for naught because he's stupid. Because he basically fucking killed her. Yeah. So God damn it. Just so then, dumb. then of he course he didn't even try and be like, listen, come rule the galaxy with me. He didn't even try. <laughs> he just got upset because fucking he thought she was banging Obi Wan or something. <laughs> It's ridiculous. So then I wrote, I'm just, I'll let you talk about this, but these are my last two lines on my notes. Oh dear. And they fucking ruined the Darth Vader reveal, the whole reason for these shitty movies. Fuck these movies. Yep. Agreed. 100%. Not much to argue with there. (laughs) It's bad. It's some bad filmmaking. Um, From the, uh, like, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of cool to see it, but the no is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, although it's like what happened to Padme who I choked out? Like, are you, are you serious? I, I'll still you take, did it. I'll still take this. No over the inserted. No in episode six. Uh, it's so, it's so awful. <laughs> oh. I saw that and I was like, come on. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it, but it, it, you know what? The best part about that. No was it became like an awesome meme and it made fun of the whole movie. Oh, so it was great. It's not worth it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so, um, any other comments on this piece of shit? It's really bad. I, you know, again, man, I, I, I said this at episode two and I, I had watched this before this year in about, uh, 10, 10 years. Like I never got it on DVD until I got them all for Christmas this year. I hadn't watched these prequels in so long and I was like, okay, well this one will be okay. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> really bad. Badly done. Poorly made. A bad payoff all around. <sighs> oh. oh, that's a, that's the intro. There's the end. All right. Ah, skinny. I, I don't know why I picked this just because. Well, it's on Skinny Bob. It's classic. Yeah. So that's the... That's uh, not The Force Awakens. That's Attack of the Clones. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's Revenge of the Sith. It all blurs together. Yeah, it's like this this piece of shit and this piece of shit. One day we're going to have to do the first one, right? That'll be amazing. I mean I think it'll be a little more fun, honestly. Well, the best part I, of- I think it's it's a little bit more um I would say Phantom Menace is a little bit uh, more kind of naive and silly. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things to pick apart, but it's got a little bit different tone than this. Yusa. This was supposed to this was supposed to be pivotal and it absolutely wasn't. Yusa all bombad. <laughs> <laughs> Can we agree when we do that fucking movie that we can just skip an hour and just write pod race? Yeah, exactly. You know, soul video games. Like, that's what it <laughs> really is. Really good video games. That pod race video game was rad. <laughs> uh, it's like Mario Kart, basically, but with Star Wars. Well, I'll say this about Revenge of the Sith. Anakin had some cool long hair. I'll give him that. He looked kind of cool in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have that little shitty uh, fucking braid. Yeah, the, he looked. The, he looked. he looked good. I'll give him that. I will. Obi-Wan too, both of them. Obi-Wan had the battle, it was awesome. My end positive note, the score is one of the better in the entire franchise. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, It was still, I think, the best one of the three. Yeah, probably. So Yeah, there you go. All right, yay, so, uh, yeah. GA Force Awake. I mean, uh, yay Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. Yeah, so um, our next episode, I'm not 100% sure if we're going to be out in a week because I'm coming to Winnipeg. Yay! So we're going to do tapings when I'm there, and we're going to figure some stuff out. So we'll uh, 
We'll keep the five of you out there listening to this appraised of our schedule. <laughs> It'll be a super special when you're here. I think it's going to be good. Um, so in the meantime, um, I am at Slip with Five Eyes or Sleep. At Megamix.com, all one word. And at Philip A. Iver. And Philip is going to be asking me probably as soon as we stop recording this. So uh, when are we doing episode one? When's all episode right. one? No, I know which one we got to do next. The holiday what? special. Oh, God. If oh, we can find Jesus. it, I absolutely we will. We pair them both together. Oh, if we can find it, I will absolutely do that. Well, it's on YouTube, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. I think it's I, it's, it's terrible. At Christmas, I listened to a number of shows <laughs> review it, and I yep. was like, I have to see this. All right. <laughs> all right, folks. So, uh, anyways, we will uh, see you all in a week to ten days, right? Yeah, sounds good. All right, ready? Woo!